Carry the water. Got some right here. Carry the water this morning. We are going to be in John chapter 4, a story that's familiar to most of you, I would assume. But John chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. And just want you to know I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys coming out. I appreciate you guys tuning in online and hanging with us through this craziness that's still going on in the world. Um, I just love that God's a constant through it all. Um, He is our source of peace and strength and comfort through all of this. So as long as we keep relying on him and understand that he's got it all right here, I ain't worried about anything. Okay? So just keep seeking him in this time. And I just want to thank you guys for being faithful in your tithes and your giving and your attendance and hanging in with us as we get through this. All right. Carry the water. John chapter 4. Verses 1 through 15, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first start in verses 1 through 3. It says, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. So he knew because of his rising stature and his popularity that there was going to be some confrontation coming up with the Sadducees and religious leaders And he also knew that it was not time for that to happen yet. There was not time for confrontation yet. So he's going to return to Galilee. Verse 4. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Now this is a short scripture, but I'm going to try to bring a lot out of this. Um, The road to Samaria was the shortest route from Jerusalem to Galilee. But a lot of times the Jews would not take this route because they disliked, distrusted the Samaritans, and they would add extra miles to the route to actually go around and not have to go through Samaria. But that wasn't the case here with Jesus. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Um, you ever heard kids use the expression? I hear it all the time from mostly Brylin. Do I have to? Anybody hear that before? Even from the adults. Um, I heard some of it in our modified use down in the basement today making treat bags. So... Um, <laughs> They want to know if they have the option of getting out of the work they really don't want to do. And at my house, the answer is, yes, you have to. Or you can get a little whipping on your bottom. Sorry, I believe in spanking. That's just me. Um, Amen. Yes, thank you. Might be part of the reason we have so much craziness in the world today. All right. Jesus had a different attitude about this have to. Um. He we have to go through Samaria, okay? Because Jews, again, Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. They didn't have to go through their land, nor did they want to. But Jesus says he had to go through Samaria on the way um, because he was on a mission to meet someone. He was on a mission to meet the Samaritan woman and to help her and her neighbors in their time of need. He knew that he was the living water that they needed in their life. And he made it a point to say, I, we have to go through Samaria on the way. Um, and I love that about Jesus, that he will go to unexpected places to minister to us. Unexpected places that we get ourselves in when we make mistakes. And he shows up in the middle of it to still be with us. I love that he does that for us. Um, he has to do these unexpected things for us. Take time to listen to our smallest prayers and forgive our biggest sins. I'm thankful he does that. Amen. He has to bless unexpected people, people like you, people like me, 
even if your life is, mess, is as messy as this woman's life was. He said, I can still work in you. I can still bless you. I can still do things through you. Why does he have to? Because he's the savior of the world. And he's bound to his father's will and he's compelled by unconditional love. And even more than that, he wants to. He wants to be there for you. He wants to be your source of strength. And he wants to move in your life. So he went through Samaria, Samaria because he knew people needed him and the living water he provided. Um, we need that same heart for people. We need that same heart for people that says, I'll go where God calls me to go and do what needs to be done to share his love. Quiet. You know, we may, have, we may not plan to go somewhere a certain day and then God directs us a different way to go bless somebody. Obey that voice. Even if you hadn't planned on it, obey the voice of the Lord as he speaks to you. Um, we get to carry this living water that I'm going to talk about to other people. It's not for us just to hold on to. It's supposed to flow through us and out of us to others. Um, we can't avoid people like we, we try to do sometimes. Anybody seen somebody in Walmart before and you're like, ooh. <laughs> I'm just looking over here at this. Still. Guilty. I mean, you see somebody and you're like, ooh, I just don't have time for that today because I know what they're going to talk and they're just going to talk and they're going to talk. But if we would look at those as opportunities, and I think God gives those to us all the time. That we have different moments throughout our day that things happen, and we may not see it spiritually or hear it, his voice, because we're tuned out. And we're just focused on what we have to do. But he gives us opportunities to let the living water flow out of us. And we have to be careful to recognize those when he does. All right. Take time for people. Again, be, we're blessed to be a blessing. Let's go to five and six. It says, eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Wearily? He gets tired too? Yes, he was fully man also, so he had his human limitations. And he's tired. He wants to take a seat here. Um, and it's about noontime. So verses 7 through 9. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? So she comes to the well at an unusual time, about noontime, and if if you go and look and study this, usually, um, and she comes alone, usually the women would come to the well early in the morning or late in the evening and when it's cooler, and they'd come in groups. Now, there could be reasons why she came at this time. Um, maybe because she had five husbands and she was shacking up with somebody else. Um, that could have been the reason. Maybe she was shunned in the community. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with her, so she waited and went at a separate time because she wasn't accepted. Um, whatever the reason was, she's there, but again... Jesus has divine appointments with us. So he was going to be there, she needed to be there, and he's going to do something for her, okay? All right. He says, please give me a drink. And again, by tradition, a rabbi would not speak with a woman in public, not even with his own wife. So this is very unusual. And also keep in mind, again, he's talking to a Samaritan, not the normal thing to do. So she's surprised by his request and, you know, here's another question for you. Have you ever been surprised by something God asked you to do? Oh, yeah. yeah, it happens. You want me to, you want me to do what? 
You want me to say what? You want me to go where? And we get surprised by these things in our own lives, all right? Um, and it also surprises the disciples if you read farther on in this story. And she's like, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? You know, first of all, she's impressed by the friendliness of Jesus. And, you know, I think as our lives reflect Jesus in our everyday uh, goings and, and communication with people, we should also refle reflect that friendliness of Jesus that's inside of us. Um, it's so easy to snap off on somebody or to get angry when things happen in our day instead of letting living water flow out, no matter what we come up against. So... She's impressed by his friendliness. She's getting a, a kind greeting from a Jewish man. She's probably just like, what is going on? Um, most of the religious leaders in those days would not have treated her this way. Okay? She's a woman, a Samaritan, and she had a questionable reputation. But he didn't care because he was sent to seek and save that which was lost. We are sent to seek and save those that are lost. How are we doing? You know, I kind of hit on this last week. How are we doing in seeking those people out and sharing the gospel with them? It's our mission. Go and make disciples. We have that same mission today. Verses 10 through 12. Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? So he draws her into conversation. You know, and I talked about this last week, that we have to have conversations with people. We can't just expect them to accept the gospel right off the bat when we talk with people. So he's engaging her in conversation. Um, and he's making her curious about several things. He made her curious about the gift of God. And again, our witness should do the same thing to people around us. Like, what, what do you have that I don't that makes you so joyful and happy and, and loving? And people should be asking us that. Um, and, and I love, I've read this before, it's, it's not that Christians want to shove Jesus down your throat. It's just if you only knew. If you only knew what he brought me out of, you'd want him too. If you only knew that he takes care of depression and anxiety and the loneliness and the, and the hurt and the abuse and all that stuff can be, and, and your sins, he can forgive it all if you only knew who he wants to be in your life. And a lot of people just don't know. We should be boasting about Jesus because he's mighty. And he's powerful and he's full of love for people. And he made her curious about who he, who he was. He made her curious about what he could give her. I can give you living water, he says. In ancient times, they called spring water living water because it bubbled up from the ground. So she might be thinking, well, maybe there's a, there's a spring around here that he's talking about, that I can just have this endless supply. But he meant, again, a spiritual water in this living water that quenches spiritual thirst and gives life. Spiritual water that gives life. Jeremiah 17, 13 refers to this, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. Let's pick up again in 13 through 15. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water that I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. 
Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. She's still not quite understanding, and we're not going to go farther into the story, but she eventually gets it, and she runs off to tell everybody else about what's going on and come meet the man who told me everything I ever did. And she understood it. And this morning, we need to drink of the living water. We need to be vessels that are filled up with this living water and then flowing out as we go about our days. Carry the water. We all have it in us. Some of us have more than others. That's truthful. Because we invest in that relationship and we let God pour into us and then we in turn pour it out. Living water, carry the water. Um, we're never going to find we're never going to find satisfaction in anything else other than Jesus. You know it. I know it. I've tried other things. I dealt with things and thought this is where I'm going to find my happiness. This is where I'm going to find my joy, and it always left me empty. And people in the world are facing the same things. They they they're trying this. They're trying that. They're drinking. They're drugs. There's there's premarital sex. There's pornography. There's everything else. And they still are left empty. This is good for a season, but I'm still empty. Why can't I be filled up? Because you're not carrying the water. That living water that Jesus wants to put inside you that quenches every thirst. Every spiritual, you know, a lot of people are walking around, they don't even understand the spiritual thirst that they have right now and where they can find a place to be replenished and refreshed and never thirst again becomes this fresh bubbling spring within us, giving us eternal life. My question this morning for you guys is, are you carrying the water? Are you carrying this living water inside you and letting it bubble up inside you and, and come out? This, this is a time right now more than ever where we need to be carrying the water. Amen. There are so many people hurting. There are so many people with questions. There are so many people without hope right now. We need to carry the water of the Spirit of Jesus inside of us. And we need to show people our hope is found in Him. Our hope is found in Him. Now, I've got some buckets here. Somebody called them. What did you call them, Steve? Milking cans. I assure you that's not what's happening today. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I'm not a farm guy. I appreciate you guys, though. Um, bucket carry the water now I'm encouraging you guys to carry this living water that Jesus has for us okay and again this we have to do this this isn't an option but it's hard to pour into anybody when you don't have anything in your bucket yourself so I'm walking around with this bucket and I'm not carrying the water that I'm supposed to be carrying, so I can't really, you know, and, and I probably don't even want to because my bucket's empty. I don't want to share. I don't want to carry the water and, and pour into other people because I can't, I can't fill somebody else up from something that's not even full of itself in me. So some of us are carrying around this bucket right now that, Rick, I, I just can't pour into people because I can't even get filled myself. And I'm here to tell you this morning, you can be filled with the living water of God's Holy Spirit. You can be filled. Don't walk around empty. You know, this does nobody any good if you're walking around with an empty bucket and we're supposed to be carrying water. 
I got another bucket here. It has some in it. Okay? But here's what some of us do, and I talked about this earlier. We've got this bucket of water. It has water in it. It has some water in it. But it, not, it doesn't necessarily mean it's living water. Because a lot of times I said we avoid people. We may have this water in us, and we need to share it. But we may just walk on past people and not give it to anybody. We may be in Walmart and hear somebody in front of us talking about, I don't have much, I'm really struggling with a lot of things, and here we are with our water, just ignoring it. We've got an answer for them. We've got a hope for them. We've got something that we can give them, but we're just walking around with it, not doing anything with it, preaching to myself. And again, I think God gives us opportunities every day to share this living water. He does. It's up to us to pour it out. Yeah. And for people to be able to experience what we're experiencing. Um, this is not active living water if it's not being used for anything. Right. It's, you're not being a conduit for him to flow through you. You're just being kind of a dead sea, I guess. You're just letting it sit there. Okay? Now, this is the same bucket. Got some water in it too. Here's what we should be doing. I'm not going to throw this on anybody. <laughs> this is what we should do. Who, who in here is not ashamed to say, I got a need right now in my life? Okay? This is us walking about our week, going about our business. Scott says, I got a need. And I take this living water that I have in me and I see his need and I pour into his life. Amen. I don't let him go without because I want to be selfish with this living water that God's given me. And, and, and Scott could share the need, he could not, but take it a step further in meeting needs. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just lift Scott up to you. God, I don't know what his need is. I don't know what he's struggling with, Father, but you do. And God, I just want this living water that you've put inside me to flow through him also, God. So whatever need he has, Lord, work in it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. That simple. That simple. And we're given those opportunities every day. Who else has a need? You got a need right now. You want to share your need? I might pour some of this on you. It's not a good funnel. What's your need, Bear? You want to share it? Yeah, I need to get to quit smoking. All right, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Bear needs help quitting smoking, Father. Lord, we know that his body is your temple, God, and we want to do our best to take care of it, Lord. So I pray right now for every craving, this addiction, Father, to break off of him in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come up against it right now, Father. Every time he feels that coming on, Lord, we speak the blood of Jesus over him, Lord, and we just pray that that temptation leaves him. Lord, that he finds his strength in you, that he needs to overcome this addiction. And Father, right now, break it off of him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Living water that we carry around, that we have an opportunity to share. Carry the water. I'm just going to go on a little path here. You raise your hand. Hold it out from you. I'm responsible for anything dripping on you. What's your need, brother? 
Father, right now, would you guys join me in prayer? Dump this living water all over Aaron's life, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, for his family, God, to come to church with him. Lord, they want to be united, Father, in their love for you and their pursuit of you, God. I pray right now that you just speak over their lives, Father. We thank you for them right now, Father. Lord, we thank you for their lives, Father. We thank you for the work that you're doing in, Lord, in their lives, Father. I thank you for the work you're doing in Aaron, Father, as he is the head of his household, God. Let him continue to have influence over his family. And, Lord, bring them in, Father. Bring them in here, Father, so they can serve and worship you together, Lord. This living water flow throughout his family in Jesus' name right now. I'm going to get a few more because I got water still to give. If you want to share your need, that's fine. If you don't, watch your coat. You want to share or you just got an unspoken need? All right. Her marriage right now, Father, stretch your hand this way, God. Lord, I just praise you right now for Adrian. And Lord, I just lift up her marriage to you right now, Father. Lord, you are the center of everything we do, God. And let her remember that. Let Brandon remember that right now, Father. That you are the one that unites them, Father. You're the one that brings them together. And Lord, I just speak life into this marriage right now. I speak life into their family. Lord, you see the circumstances that they have to deal with. But God, you help us overcome everything. And Lord, I just speak that into their marriage right now, Father. That you would just continue to strengthen them. Continue to let them rely on you. And Lord, I just pray for them as an entire family, God, that your blessing would continue to flow through them, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody else? Man, we got hands everywhere. I expect the altars to be full today. Is it okay if we pray for people and we pour this living water out? Got a need? You want to share or just pray? All right. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, spiritual battles in their home right now, Father. Lord, you are the God of peace. And Lord, right now, I just speak into their family, Father. And every spiritual battle that's going on, we know that you overcome. You are stronger than anything that the enemy tries to bring against us, Father. And Lord, right now, everything the enemy is trying to pile on them, Lord, we just speak against it with the blood of Jesus right now. Lord, that you would drive out everything that's trying to come against them as a family, God. And you would unite them, Father, spiritually, together, Lord. Let them seek you together. Let them hunger after you, God. And just do a work inside their family. And we just praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, here's what happens, too. And I'm sorry if I didn't get to all of you. We're going to have a chance to just a, a few minutes, okay? If you raise your hand, I expect to see you up here. If not, I'll come get you. Here's what happens. All right, if I were to continue going around, and I have a whole lot of water in there, but if I continue going around the sanctuary with that bucket of water, eventually it's going to run out. Now, when we get there, whether that's in a day or two days, you don't just say, Woo! Served you for two days, God. I poured water into everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take a few weeks off now. We laugh. But we have those moments where we think, I did some good things for a little bit. Or I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older in age now. Somebody else can do some things. And God's never called us to quit in anything. You know, every day we commit to him. Every day we have to die to our flesh. And every day we have to seek to share his love with people. We don't get to take days off in this. You know, I talked about last week. When you take days off, you're going to find yourself in a bad spot. 
that you don't want to be in. So when we, we find ourselves empty because we've poured into other people, guess what? It's time for a refill. Refill me, Lord. How do I do that, Rick? Well, let's see. I got some scriptures highlighted. First, I can get in the word. Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. And I start reading scriptures. And I flip over to another one. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. And I start feeding, oh, I'm starting to fill up again. My pail's starting to get full again. And I, and I fall on my face and I start praying, God, just use me today. Use me today in, in whatever way you can, Father. I just want you to pour into me so I can pour out your love on others. And we pray and we start filling up more. And then maybe we start singing and my voice is crack, cracking. <laughs> it's crap too, but... <laughs> crap, crack, whatever. But to the Lord, it sounds good. So, you know, maybe I sing and this is how I find my battles. And I just start praising and I start worshiping. He just starts pouring more into my bucket. And before you know it, I'm going back out again. I'm full again. Let me have some. I'm not going to throw it. Let me pour some more into people. Because God's filled me up again. I went back to the place where I know he can fill me up through the word, through prayer, through worship, through being with my church family. I'm ready to go out again and do it again. And it's a cycle that goes over and over. You want to be filled up when your day starts. I know some of you guys aren't morning people. I've seen it. I've experienced it. But find a way to get filled up. Whether you do it the night before and you wake up refreshed the next day. But every day we should be pouring this living water out. And every night we're filling back up for the next day. That's why we're here. That's our purpose. We're not to just walk around doing nothing for the Lord. Carry the water. Carry the water. The praise team would come back up. Carry the water. I've been doing these daily devotions, doing little videos on Facebook, and some people may be annoyed by them, and that's fine. I just feel like it's something God wants me to do in this season I'm in, that I have an outlet to share Jesus, and that's, that's an easy one for me to do, and I, I enjoy doing them. Um, last night we were in St. Charles and I did one there on the sidewalk and then I, then I chickened out. Let me tell you the story. Brylin was with me. She was my video videographer last night. And I said, you know, what would be cool. I said, we just start asking people on the street here if they want some prayer. And I wish I could tell you what the boldness that I had. I just started walking down the street. Can I pray for you? Do you need prayer for anything? Cause I can do it in here where it's easy. But something about meeting people outside the building is intimidating for us. And then she starts handing me, I thought, I th she, she was going to secretly record it so I could show our youth group and show you at church that I'm trying to be an example of pouring water out, the living water that's got, not for show, but just to show that God's moving, God's working. He wants us to do this for people. And she kept on me about it. Dad, I thought you were going to do that. I thought, and I said, shut up. I said that. In the name of Jesus, shut up, Rylan. <laughs> it didn't work. She's still going. But she's on I mean, I planted that seed in her, and then she expected me to do it. God plants that in us and expects us to do it. We know it's there. 
We can feel it when it starts to rise up and sometimes we just push it back down. No, God, I just can't. You know, you, and again, you've seen it at even the grocery store when you're in Dollar General. You hear people talking and you hear needs. Don't wimp out like I did. Just go up to the person. Hey, I, I, sorry I overheard you. Some people may say, what are you, a creeper or something? But some people will be like, yeah, I am struggling. Yeah, I am dealing with some stuff and I could use some prayer. And there's that door to just empty that bucket out. To empty that water that you're carrying, that living water inside of you. And, I, and I, I've done this before and it is intimidating, but when it happens, it's like the best feeling to do what God's told us to do the whole time. It is. When those doors open and you're able to minister to people, it's just like, you have me all the time. You have them. And there will be times you're rejected, but I tell our youth group all the time, don't take it personal. If they say, no, I don't want any prayer, you freak, get away from me. And that'll happen. I mean, people didn't want anything, have anything to do with Jesus too. But they're not rejecting you. Don't take it personal, rejecting the message of Jesus. Keep sharing. Keep trying, because when that one happens, it'll be a domino effect that more and more. You'll just be more confident in it. And you'll walk around with this living water that just flows out of you. And people will be receptive to it. Carry the water. So this morning, if you guys will stand. You know, she ends up in this story going again, telling everybody, come, come see the man that told me everything I ever did. And, be, and because of her testimony, because of her going out and sharing what he was doing in her life, a lot of people came to know Jesus that day. And over those two days that he was there. So, you know, the message this morning is carry the water. Carry this living water with you every day. Be ready to pour it out. And then when you start to feel empty, make sure you're getting refilled. Because the Holy Spirit wants to refill you and refill you and refill you. And keep using you and utilizing you to spread the gospel. So as we pray this morning, if you, if you need prayer for anything like I was just doing earlier... I'm not going to pour water in a cup for you. I'm just going to lay hands on you and pray that God would meet the need that you have this morning. If you're here and saying, Rick, I, I know what that feels like. I've got this water inside of me. I want to let it out, but I'm just not bold enough to do that yet. We can pray for that this morning. Because as each one starts to do that in this building, as we start to do this collectively as a group, corporately, things will be shifting in the church. We will be about what we're supposed to be about. As we get encouraged in here and built up and then take it out, we'll start bringing people back in here that need to know the gospel because we've been carrying the, carrying the water. So as they sing, if you need prayer, you got a need, let's pray this morning. If I get some guys to help, if we get quite a few up here, please help me out.
Well